Roof looking older than you are? Finding more tiles in your lawn than grass? It's time to call Harringer's Contracting. The roof people. Don't delay, though. Call them to set up a free estimate. Call them now at 782-9129 for Harringer's Contracting. The roof people who call you back. Yo, DJ, play me something twangy. All right. Hey, y'all, it's Carolina Chuck at FS Caprera Honda. Good morning, afternoon, or evening. No matter what time it is, you can check out our inventory on fscapraahonda.com, and we keep the super cool stuff on Facebook. You're going to see stuff like a 09 5.0 Mustang convertible with only 30K on it to a 23 Lincoln Navigator black label owned by Jerry Seinfeld. Hello, Newman. Boy, that thing was nice. And don't forget to get your truck from Chuck at FX Caprera Honda. At FX Caprera Honda, we've got all the brands and models of trucks the local folks are buying. Our lot's jam-packed. It looks like the parking lot of a Josh Cox and the Rattlesnakes concert. Great local band, by the way. Hey, this is for all the fishermen out there. While y'all are out on the water ripping lips and taking pics, I'll be here on the ship, the dealership. So tag Carolina Chuck on Facebook so I can see what you got. Show me your fish. I'd love to meet you in person, so come see me at FX Caprera Honda on Bradley Street in Watertown. There's a lot of things that need changing. One of them could be your roof. If so, get Herringer's Contracting to fix it or replace it altogether. Don't delay, though. Call now to set up your free estimate. Call 782-9129 for Herringer's Contracting, the people who call you back. Now, AM 1240 WATN presents Live at 5 with Glenn Curry. Sponsored by Herringer's Contracting, the roof people who call you back. This is Live at 5 with Glenn Curry. <laughs> Army where you shoot them a mile away, you gotta get up close like this, and bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. Well, I'm kidding. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German, forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun, take the cannoli. Uh, Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. This is Live at Five, Live hey at now. Five, Live at Five. Yes, it's Live at Five on a Friday with an in-studio guest, Tom Holman, with us today. I, I, prom I told everyone in the last couple of days that this is obviously a big, big day for the Live at Five show, the big day for AM 1240 and WATN and all the listeners here. Uh, so we'll talk to Tom about how he grew up in the North Country and uh, everything since. What are you doing? Well, within a reasonable time frame, obviously. He's got a lot to talk about, not to mention the big event at, uh, for the America Project, which will be tomorrow, a town hall meeting at, of course, the Italian-American Association right here in Bellow Avenue in Watertown. That's tomorrow. But now we're just going to talk to uh, Tom and, and cover the bases here. And, and Tom, first of all, I've, I've seen uh, your work. I've seen you on Capitol Hill talking to someone, I believe her name is uh, Miss Cortez, and uh, that was very impressive. Uh, you worked for President Donald Trump. You were actually appointed, if I'm not mistaken, by President Barack Obama, if I'm not mistaken, Tom. Well, I worked for Barack Obama. I was third in command at ICE at the time. But uh, President Trump nominated me as the ICE director. Uh, I was the first ICE director actually that came up through the ranks, so that was, uh, that was quite an honor. He said you were good at deporting people back to their home country. You know, the Washington Post did a story that says Tom Holman's good at deporting people. I think they meant that as a hit, but I wear it as a badge of honor because that was my job. My that, job was to enforce immigration law, and, and we were good at it. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, this administration that's currently in power is not good at it no. because they don't want to do it. And why don't they? I mean, first of all, thanks for being with us here. And t tomorrow we'll talk about what's going on at the Italian-American Club. But uh, why is it? Why, I, I can give you at least my angle on things, but why is the Biden administration doing what they're doing as far as an open border is concerned? You know, I think it's, I think it's a couple of things. I, I really think that this administration sold out to the progressive left. I think Joe Biden sold out to the progressive left to become president. Mm -hmm. He needed those votes uh, because he voted for border walls. He voted for, I mean, when he was vice president, when I was at ICE, we, we arrested and removed over 400,000 people, which is a record for the agency. Mm -hmm. So he wasn't always like that. But when he ran for president, I personally think he sold out to the progressive left to become president. 
So I, I think they have this ideology of open borders. You know, they, you know, they they just simply want open borders for, and I think for a couple reasons. Mm-hmm. People think all these millions coming across the border illegally be future Democratic voters. They may be, sure, but I think it's they don't even have to vote because when President Biden took office, he signed ninety executive orders abolishing everything we created under the Trump administration. But he also reversed Trump's census rule. Hmm. Which means, you know, the six million people across the border, mm-hmm. and the, you know, whatever else is going across the border under his leadership, uh, they'll be counted in the next census, which is going to result in more seats in the house for the Dems. Interesting. But, yeah. So, so the, you know, this is this is about selling this country out, selling our sovereignty sovereignty out for future political benefit. So we have Title Forty Two coming to an end. I, they keep on talking about that. Does it matter if Title Forty Two comes to an end? They're already coming over the border right now, Tom. No. I don't see it, uh, and it changing before or after. Title 42 is a game changer. I actually, I'm actually one that gave President Trump that idea because I was aware of the Title 42. And it was a game changer, that and the Remain in Mexico program. But under Title 42 and Remain in Mexico, we sent everybody back. Everybody. Mm-hmm. Very few exceptions. Under this administration, I, you know, the numbers are going to increase from Title 42 ends, but it won't be as devastating as people think it is because they've already re- they released more people in the U.S. than they returned to for Title 42. Mm-hmm. But still, any increase in numbers is going to be, it's going to be tough because... Right now, the Border Patrol is so overwhelmed with the current numbers. Yeah. 70 to 80% of agents have been pulled off patrol mm-hmm. to process. Mm-hmm. When you do that, the border is wide open, is vulnerable to bad things. Sure. Sure. When Title 42 ends, the numbers will increase, which means more agents will be pulled off the line to process, mm-hmm. which makes the border even more wide open. Here's what people need to understand. When, when 70 to 80% of agents off the line, and then it's going to be up to 90, and, and I've seen the operational plan, and, and the numbers go where they think they're going to go, 100% of agents be pulled off the line, which means there won't be a single mm-hmm. green uniform on that border a, in certain sectors. And, and that's when the fentanyl comes across right, that kills right, Americans. That's right. when the known and suspected terrorists cross. That's when, that's when you know, women and children are sex trafficked across the border. That's when the gang members come across. Mm-hmm. You know, and, I, and I've, I've told people this for the past year, I don't care what your opinion is on illegal immigration. You may think, well, these people are just coming to a country for a better life. Well, maybe, mm-hmm. some of them. Mm-hmm. But when you create a crisis this big, mm-hmm. it creates a national security crisis of huge proportions. I actually think this is the biggest national security failure this country has seen since 9-11. Because of one simple fact. Because the Border Patrol is so overwhelmed, mm-hmm. we have recorded, recorded, on tape, mm-hmm. on video, 1.7 million gotaways. 1.7 million people have crossed the border, weren't arrested, mm-hmm. weren't fingerprinted, weren't vetted. We don't know who they are. We don't know where they're headed to. Mm-hmm. We don't know anything about them. Border Patrol's arrested people from 171 dis- different countries on the southern border. Some of those countries are sponsors of terror. They've arrested 184 of them. Mm-hmm. So if you don't think a single one of the 1.7 million gotaways didn't come from a country that sponsors terror, mm-hmm. didn't come here to do us harm, then you're a fool. Because I'll say this, after 9-11, I was in D.C. We created all these databases after 9-11. Well, it was, it was hard to get a visa like the 9-11 hijackers did. It was hard to get a, a plane ticket. We got the no-fly list. We got the FBI screening database. We got the visa security program. We created all these systems. So if you want a visa, you want a plane ticket coming to the United States, you're vetted through numerous databases, including sure. DOD intel databases. Mm-hmm. The, the visa security program has prevented thousands from getting a visa coming to the United States that had derogatory information in their background. But what terrorist is going to apply for a visa now or apply for a plane ticket and, and possibly be outed by this database checks through the vetting process when he can simply go to Mexico, right. pay a little bit extra, mm-hmm. and, and join in 1.7 million gotaways? This is a huge national security issue. So all those, remember we had green, orange, we had all the alerts after 9-11. I don't even hear of that anymore, to tell you the truth, Tom. I mean, are we? Are, is, is there going to be another 9-11? We wouldn't even know it because in, after 9-11, we got warnings to whatever, and some of them were put to sleep, so to speak, but we're not even talking in that angle Look, I, anymore. I, I, I've, been, I've never been more scared about the future of the safety of this country I do right now because because of the southwest border being open. Mm-hmm. Look, we, we you know there's thousands of uh, terrorists released from prisons in Afghanistan whose who sole life's goal is to harm the United States. Mm-hmm. And um, with the border that wide open, and, and the fact is that we know terrorists have, have come to the uh, Darien Gap because we have a close relationship with the, with the government of Panama. Mm-hmm. They've arrested thousands of people on the terrorist watch list. 
Luckily, we 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 got a close relationship relationship with Panama. And they'll deport them straight from Panama back hmm. to their homeland. But as you can see, many get away through the Panama Canal just because, mm-hmm. and daring gap because there's a lot of corrupt officials, you know, all through Central America and Mexico and in Panama. Sure. So that scares the hell out of me. Like I said, with 1.7 million gotaways, and they've already arrested 184 off the terrorist watch list. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. terrorists don't want to get arrested. So these are 184 are obviously idiots because mm-hmm. they got caught. Mm-hmm. Terrorists are trained to evade law enforcement, so a good terrorist is not going to be arrested. He's going to pay the car. You know, you pay the criminal cartels two two different funds. You pay them a certain amount to cross the border and turn yourselves into the border patrol. Mm-hmm. You you pay a higher amount to get away. That mm-hmm. means they'll they'll get you across the border and they'll get you to Chicago, or New York, or, or wherever you want to go. Sure. And you pay a lot higher amount. People got to ask themselves, why would someone pay more money to get away? Mm-hmm. Why would not? Why would they not pay less to turn themselves into Border Patrol under this administration? Mm-hmm. Get processed, get flown to the city of their choice at the taxpayer dime, which is incredible. Get a work authorization mm-hmm. for five to seven years while your case pending, <laughs> and even if you lose your case, this administration's already said. Secretary Mayorkas has said a hundred times, and this is the ICE instruction, Immigration Customs Enforcement Operations instruction is that being in the country illegally on its own is not enough for ICE to make an arrest. So with all that giveaway, mm-hmm. for a cheaper rate, why wouldn't you take advantage of that? Yeah, exactly. There's a reason why. Mm-hmm. They don't want to be vetted, which is scared the hell out of everybody. So I, I, so we, we have an administration that, for the most part, is just leaving us, needless to say, very, very vulnerable. And they, they stopped the wall the, the day after the inauguration in January of, t- of 2021, and things have just gotten worse. You talked about stacking the deck, so to speak, by bringing in more you know, uh, Democratic voters, maybe taking over Congress, whichever. But there's so many, it seems like there's so many nefarious reasons why the administration is just turning a blind eye. Mallorca said the other day, just today on this station that we heard on CBS News, that the border is closed and that there's no problems there. Of course, you laugh, Tom, because we know he's lying. Hey, see, look, I, Secretary Mallorca, I was third in command at ICE when he was deputy secretary under Jay Johnson, who I respect greatly. We and Jay Johnson had many arguments mm-hmm. over immigration policy, but he opened the door, he heard me out, and I probably won. 35% of the arguments that got him to change his mind on some things. Hmm. Well, he had an open door. He listened. But when Jay Johnson was the secretary and Alejandro Mayorkas was the number two, the deputy secretary, mm-hmm. a thousand entrants a day mm-hmm. was a bad day. Mm-hmm. A thousand entrants a day. We all got called in by the secretary. Want, what the hell's going on? What are we doing about this? A thousand a day was a crisis. Now, yesterday, we had just, just short of 9,000. Just short. It was like 8,900 and something. Mm-hmm. Nine times as many as when he was deputy secretary was a crisis. Now it's nine times that, and he says the board is secure. Yeah, right. Look, the guy's the guy. The guy has no integrity. No, he's lying in front of Congress under oath. He needs to be impeached. Look, I've said this many times. He knows in in 2014 and 2015 when he was deputy secretary, we had a family surge through the border. Mm-hmm. He was deputy secretary. I met with him hundreds of times on operational plans. And what we initiated on the southern border, he knows how we stopped it. Sure. We stopped it by building detention facilities. Holding people long enough to see an immigration judge, which took about 40 days, mm-hmm. and 90%, literally 91 or 93% lost their case because they simply didn't qualify for asylum. They just make it a fraudulent claim. Mm-hmm. We put them on an airplane and sent them home. And guess what? The border numbers went down. Mm-hmm. What's he doing now? The complete opposite. Mm-hmm. He's not detaining them. They're, not, they're being released without a court date. And I just said a minute ago, yeah. 90% will lose their case. Nine out of 10 will lose their case and they'll be ordered removed. But ICE can't look for him and remove him because he said being in the country illegally is not enough for ICE to make an arrest. So he's done everything the complete opposite of what he know worked right. in 2014, 2015. Mm-hmm. This isn't mismanagement. This isn't incompetence. Mm-hmm. This is by design. And in addition to that, you got um, uh, Texas and uh, Florida and other Republican leaders mo- you know, sending a lot of these migrants to other cities like New York City and, uh, and Chicago. Uh, Mayor Adams thinks that's, that's racist and you know, he's just doing this because we're democratic cities. What say you about that? Is that a good policy once they come over the border in Texas and Arizona or Florida for that matter to just transport them up to the city of their choice? Yes, I do. Cause it opens a lot of eyes. And I think... But since they've been doing that, you got Democrat mayors of the biggest cities speaking out. Right. You, know, you got Lori Lightfoot speaking out. You got Adams speaking out. Mm-hmm. A, lot, a lot, a lot of you know, you got governors speaking out, mm-hmm. and so it it put the story on the front page because before then, not a lot of people were talking about it. Mm-hmm. If you're not watching Fox News or or or, or, or like Newsmax, right. you don't even know there's a border crisis. Exactly. So you know, it, it put it back on the front page. People started talking about it. Look. 
and, and these small towns in Texas and Arizona just overrun. They shouldn't feel the blunt, uh, uh, brunt of this administration's mm-hmm. failures. Mm-hmm. The American people need to be well aware of it. So I, I liked it because it, it, it put it front and center. Mm-hmm. It made it a, it made a, that's why Congress right now is fighting over an immigration bill. They put it on the front page and American people are demanding action. Mm-hmm. As far as Mayor Adams and, Mary, uh, and Lightfoot and the rest of them, mm-hmm. what they don't understand is that, let's say the governor of Texas, we're not sending him to New York. They're going to New York anyway. Right. Because New York's a sanctuary city. Mm-hmm. Chicago's a sanctuary city. Uh, Portland's a sanctuary city. LA's a sanctuary city. Yeah, Most of the major cities are sanctuaries. Mm-hmm. They're going to go there anyways. I mean, what illegal alien would not go to New York City when you can get a driver's license? Mm-hmm. You can get a job? Mm-hmm. There's a there's a there's a there's a fund available in New York City that will help you fight your immigration case, help you hire an attorney. Incredible. Uh, you know, in, in, in medical care. Mm-hmm. I mean, hotel room. They won't go there anyway. <laughs> yeah. So this it, it's all politics. The only reason they're arguing is because the Republican governor is the one sending it to them. Mm. But look, Governor Abbott. I'm, yeah. I'm, I, I I I I work with Governor Abbott a lot. We talk all the time. Mm. He's done more to try to secure this border than anybody in this administration. And people say, you know, he's, he's not doing enough. Well, look, he's done more than anybody else. Mm. And I'll say this. Every time his troopers arrest an illegal alien crossing the border for illegal, for trespass, mm-hmm. at least they're being fingerprinted. At least they're being vetted. We know they're not terrorists. And for every ounce of fentanyl his trooper sees mm. are, less, are less overdose deaths in this country. Yeah, and including right up here in Watertown, New York. Which is why we're doing this event up here, the America Project, because... This isn't just a border issue anymore. You mm-hmm. know, every city, town, state is a border town, city, mm-hmm. and state now, because not only just because of illegal immigration, but because of the fentanyl overdoses. You know, when I grew up here in West Carthage, mm. uh, a long time ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, when did you it, move from here? If you don't mind me, I, mean, well, I was born in '61. I moved here when I got into the border patrol. Um, uh, I, I started in border patrol in 1984. So okay. Gotcha. Uh, I went to college down in Utica, and, and, and right out of college, I uh, became a cop in West Carthage, uh, same as my father did, my grandfather did, so I always mm-hmm. knew I wanted to be in law enforcement, but mm-hmm. as soon as I got on board between 1984, of course, I moved, I was stationed out in California. But when I grew up here, if someone had a marijuana cigarette, that was a huge deal. Right. Now we got, you know, young kids dying from fentanyl, people need to understand the people, most ninety-five percent of the people dying from fentanyl poisonings aren't drug addicts. Mm-hmm. A, lot, a lot of these kids don't even know what they're doing. A lot of the college kids, they think they're taking a sleeping pill, help them sleep, or they're taking another pill to stay up so they can, you know, take a final the next day. Right, right. They, they're, they're, they're trying to medicate themselves, not sure. knowing it's laced with fentanyl. So most ninety-five percent of these fentanyl overdoses are poisonings. They're mm-hmm. not really—I wouldn't call them overdoses. I call them poisonings. Yeah, that's exactly. There was a Long Island couple that went on the hill like two months ago, and they they were talking about fentanyl. And uh, our president, President Biden, says, "Well, that happened when Donald Trump was president." I mean, you know, the, the, you know, the lack of decorum is off the charts, Tom. They, you know, I worked for six presidents, starting with Ronald Reagan, and I respect every president I ever worked for, including including Obama and Clinton, because even mm-hmm. they took steps mm-hmm. to try to secure the border. No one did more than President Trump. Mm-hmm. Um, but President Biden's the first president in history of the nation who came in office and unsecured a border. I mean, I mean, right. what commander in chief? Right. Right. What commander in chief says, "I want more illegal immigration. Mm-hmm. I want more <laughs> migrants dying crossing the border. I want the cartels to get richer. I want more Americans die from drug overdoses." Mm-hmm. You know, since he's been, since he's been in the White House, we got over one hundred forty thousand overdose deaths of fentanyl. We got over seventeen hundred migrants have died crossing the border, mm-hmm. which is a record by far. Mm-hmm. So he's, you know, he's breaking a lot of records. The number of Americans dying, the number of migrants dying, the, the amount of money that cartels are making, mm-hmm. the number of known suspected terrorists crossing the border, the number of women and children of sex traffic crossing the United States, the number of children who are smuggling into the United States, over 300,000. And this administration can't even find almost 100,000 of them. Mm-hmm. Um, so all the records are bad records. But, you know, I've worked for six presidents, and I've never seen an administration like this where the White House spokesman and the Secretary of Homeland Security We'll get on national TV and just outwardly lie. Sure, yeah, and, and lie under oath. Mm-hmm. Like I said, you know, I, I said all the time, you know, they they they, they impeached President Trump for making a phone call to Ukraine. You're right, right. He was well, yeah, well, not going to impeach my York yeah. is for 140,000 Americans dead. You know, uh, mm-hmm. uh, the number of migrants, you know, you know 1,700 migrants a day. Right. 
and, and the number of terrorists across the border. Mm-hmm. I mean, he he and lying under oath as a as a as a member of the cabinet mm-hmm. uh, in front of Congress. Mm-hmm. He's he's got plenty to be impeached for, and they need to impeach him. They made a big deal. There was a young uh, migrant, you know, uh, someone tried to cross the border over the uh, over the river there, and and she died. And they made a big big deal about it. They made memes of it. They showed Donald Trump in a cartoon character, almost like he was golfing, like he didn't care. So, needless to say, the media is complicit when it goes against the Republican president. But right now, they're not doing anything as far as coverage down there. In uh, fact, you know, Fox and Newsmax, for that matter, are the only ones that ever do, have done a story in the last two like years. Look, I, I take hate from a lot of people over the Trump administration. First of all, I'm proud to work for President Trump. Uh, he did more to secure a border than anybody. Uh, people say Trump, Trump and Holman were racist and uh, uh, our policy was inhumane. Well, look, Doctors Without Borders did a study. Mm-hmm. 31% of women that make that journey with use of cartels get sexually assaulted. Hmm. That's not my study. Doctors Without Borders did a study. Hmm. Several studies have been done. One third of the women that get smuggled into the United States get raped. So let me ask you a question. When I worked with President Trump, we had illegal immigration down to a 45-year low. We had illegal immigration down 83%. If you take 83% of the cars off the highway, hmm. would, you let, would you have less highway deaths? Of course you would. Yes. So when President Trump had illegal immigration down 83%, how many women didn't get raped? Less how many than, migrants' right. children didn't die crossing the border? Mm-hmm. How many women and children weren't sex trafficking in the United States? Mm-hmm. How much fentanyl didn't get across that border because Border Patrol agents were on the line, the, the line was secure, mm-hmm. and 100% of the force was on the line? Mm-hmm. You know, how many terrorists didn't cross the border? President Trump's policy saved lives. I don't care what anybody says. You know, you wear my shoes and see what I've seen in my 35-year career. Mm-hmm. You'd understand why I fight so hard. And I understand you know, the guy's complaints about me being a wartime. One lady called and raised hell. I can't believe we got Tom Holman there. I wish she would come and listen to me. Mm-hmm. Because if she would actually, you know, the Second Amendment applies to everybody. Right, sure. And the First yeah, Amendment especially applies to everybody. Right, sure. Come on, just hear me mm-hmm. and listen to what I have seen throughout my career and you to understand me. I'm not a racist. I'm not anti-immigrant. I'm anti-illegal immigration because I've seen the whole under ugly, be- uh, ugly underbelly of what happens. Mm-hmm. You know, when, when, when you do what I've done, when you talk to a, a 10-year-old little girl and look into her eyes mm-hmm. and her, her soul is dead. Because she was raped numerous times. She had adult men crawling on her, powerless. She's broke. She's a, she's a broken spirit. And, and, and I've, I've interviewed little girls like that. And it, it, when you see that, when you stay in the back of a tractor trailer, 19 dead migrants at mm-hmm. your feet. I, come from, I grew up in West Carthage, New York. Mm-hmm. And here I find myself in the back of a tractor tra- trailer with 19 dead migrants at my feet, including a five-year-old little boy mm-hmm. who baked to death. Mm. In a steel box at 178 degrees by a smuggler, and that five-year-old boy, you know, that's, that's he suffered when mm-hmm. he died, and, and suffered for a long time. And his last words for his father is, "He didn't want to die. He's begging his father to do something. I don't want to die." Mm-hmm. And the kid died in the father's arms. His father died on top of him. When 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 you talk to these migrants who dealt with these cartels. And were and, and were were brutalized. Mm-hmm. When I ran Operation Ice Storm in Phoenix, Arizona. Where that became ice, you know, they they sent me out there to run that operation because cartels were ripping each other off instead of you know ripping off dope from one another, mm-hmm. they're ripping off migrants from one another because they're worth too much money, and they would raise the smuggling fee if they agreed to ten thousand, they demanded twenty thousand from the family, and the family say they couldn't afford it, so they would let the family listen on the phone mm-hmm. while they tortured that person to death until they killed him. I mean, one of the cases, the guy, they killed the guy by stabbing him in the face over mm-hmm. 20 times. That's how he died. So if people lived my life for the mm-hmm. last 35 years, they would understand why I'm so passionate, mm-hmm. why I get emotional on Fox News sure. and when I testify. Right. Because if you see what I've seen, right. you'd be pissed off, too. Well, and, and just to, a couple of days ago, that incident in the subway in New York City, uh, that we don't see everything in, in proper context. But obviously, there was a crazed man on a subway car that was, t- you know, was, uh, you know, re- really causing troubles, and a, and a marine put him in a lockhole. Now look how they're treating him. They're treating him like a murderer. They don't see the whole context. They don't want to see the context. They just want to see the headlines, Tom. No, it, 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 exactly right. Look, I've had protesters at my house. I've had uh, I've had death threats against me and my family. We had U.S. marshals surrounding my wife and, and kid. Hmm. For a long time, because that's death unnerving. And it is, and, and and you know, a lot of them said, "Well, you know, Holman separated families." Holman, Holman came up. Holman 
was involved with zero tolerance. And zero tolerance is a law enforcement method that's used across this country. Some, sometimes you have zero tolerance in DOIs on the holiday weekend. Right. Sometimes you have zero tolerance in, in prostitution. What I just said, people were dying at record numbers. Women were being raped at record numbers. Mm-hmm. And we decided, let's prosecute these people when they cross the border illegally. It's a crime. It's, it's a violation of U.S. statute, a crime when you enter the country illegally. Right. Let's prosecute them. Mm-hmm. And maybe we'll slow it down. Mm-hmm. And maybe when it slows down, less women get raped, less people die, mm-hmm. less people get suffer, less people suffer. So it's about saving lives. Mm-hmm. People say, "Oh, we, we separated families to mean it wasn't nothing to do with it. We're trying to save lives, and we're talking about twenty five hundred, right?" And I still get I, I still get a lot of hate for that. But you know, here a damn thing right now. We got over three hundred thousand children who separated themselves from their families. They their families paid a criminal organization. Mm-hmm. To smuggle that child across the border in a trunk of a car or in a, in a tractor trailer or whatever. And this administration can't find over 100,000 of them. Why? Because you're not vetting properly. And, and, and so they, they release the kids to co- so-called sponsors. I tell you right now, I, 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 I can guarantee it, based on my 35 years of conducting trafficking investigations of women and children, many of these children are living with pedophiles. Many of these children are making pornographic movies against their will. Many of these children are in a forced labor. You, we got thousands of children living a day of hell, a life of hell, mm-hmm. and no one's talking about it. People like AOC screamed and yelled when right. Trump was uh, was in charge about, about all these children, how, how they suffered. You don't hear a damn word from them now. And we got 20 times as many people right. as what happened during Zero Tolerance and not a word. So I just want to let people know that, you know, the few that raise hell about, you know, you know, this homeland guy, we don't, we don't support homeland coming to Watertown, New York. Mm. If you wore my shoes for 35 years, I guarantee you would change your mind because you don't know what happened. Mm-hmm. You don't know the truth. Mm-hmm. And if you come and show me the decency of listening to me, mm-hmm. I know I can change your mind because every no one believes in the suffering kids. No one should believe women should be raped. No one believes that, you know, the cartels have the right to torture people who can't pay their smuggling fees. Mm-hmm. Well, Tom Holman, I tell you, this is you—you you, you, you know, we hear you obviously on on Fox many many years now. But uh, I, I tomorrow is a big day because you're going to be having this at the Italian American Club. John Morger is spearheading all this. You got a ton a ton of people showing up tomorrow. So a lot of people don't realize, like you just said, we we have a border crisis. We're 2,500 miles away from that border, but uh, we're f- affected by it right here in terms of uh, fentanyl and whatnot. Plus, I just found out today. I don't, this is not confirmed, that the 1,500 soldiers that are supposedly of rather going down to the border are from Fort Drum, uh, from the 10th Mountain Division. Well, a, I, I, Colossal I, waste of time. I don't know why they're sending 1,500 military down there, because Secretary of Mallorca said the border is secure, so we yeah. need 1,500 <laughs> soldiers for Not exactly. But look, I, I appreciate the Italian-American Club. First of all, you know, I've been there many times. It, yeah. <laughs> the best food around. Yeah, you, want a, you want a good Italian dinner on Thursday night, that's the place to go. It's also the but cleanest. Look, yeah. I, I'm, you know, I, I took over the America Project, and, and we're here talking about Border 911, but we're also talking about election integrity. We're also mm-hmm. talking about rights and freedoms, whether it's vaccinations or mm-hmm. school choice, and the parents should have some, something to say about the school systems. Mm-hmm. And, we're, and we're talking about, elect, you know, in, in legislative change. We've got a whole section that's meeting with state legislators across the country, mm-hmm. trying to get them to pass some laws. Mm-hmm. That not only will protect our border and and, and, and protect immigrants, mm-hmm. legal immigrants, mm-hmm. but make sure that mothers and fathers have rights and freedoms of their choice of their children, and make sure we have if somebody votes, that vote needs to count mm-hmm. and should be canceled by someone that doesn't have the right to vote. Mm-hmm. I have no opinion on the last election. I just think. We need to make sure every vote counts and everybody that votes has the right to vote. Right, right. And that Mark Zuckerberg isn't spending $300 million of his own money to win the state of uh, Wisconsin. It is called the American Project Border 911. Uh, it's a town hall and dinner with speakers. Of course, this is tomorrow at the Italian American Club. Starts at 5 p.m. John, are there tickets left? Yeah. Okay, there's still tickets left. Uh, call, I would assume, uh, contact the, the. But here's what I want to do. We have phone callers, people that want to uh, chime in and talk to you. Can you can you take some yeah. phone calls? Yeah. This is what I got to do first. Uh, let's do a commercial break with, with Tom Homan here. This is a colossal a big day, I should say, for our Live at Five listeners and AM 1240, and we'll be back. We will rather be back after Hi, this. Hi, this is Anthony DiMasselli at Drive America. Did you know May marks 28 Don't delay. Contact Team Coughlin today. And we're back uh, after our first commercial break. Tom Holman with us today. 
uh, former native, well, former, listen to me, a native of West Carthage. Actually, you were just talking to Sandy Sheets, uh, who also knows you growing up from, uh, from, from the Carthage area. So you get to see a lot of people up here when you come up back uh, home, hometown again, Tom. Yeah, look, I, 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 I even talked about my hometown in my book I wrote, Defend the Board of Save Lives, because um, West Carthage was a great little village. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think I got spanked by every mother in that village <laughs> when I was a kid. But that yeah, was back yeah. in the days where every mom was your mom. Yeah, and, right. And it takes the, the old saying: "It takes a village to raise a kid." Mm-hmm. It did, and I'm I'm proud. And I, I every time I come up, I take a drive to either see the old house and hopefully run into a few old folks uh, that I, I grew up with. I'm sure you will. And I believe your brother lives right here in Watertown, if I'm not mistaken. My brother, he comes up during the summer. He has a house up. He's got a camp up, Soft Maple Flow up by Krogan. But I got I got a couple of sisters. Got one living in Watertown. One still lives in Carthage. Uh, but rest of us, uh, seven kids, we're spread all over the country. So, what do you think about the area since you've been been here? I mean, it's expanded obviously because you left two years before the expansion of Fort Drum right. from from Camp Drum. Uh, I, I think worse? Fort Drum. Thank God for Fort Drum. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. thank God you got someone like Elise Stefanik and right. Claudia Tenney fighting for us up here. And mm-hmm. um, the depressing part about it is. Uh, the family farms. I, I just mm-hmm. see a lot of family farms that aren't operating anymore. And when I grew up in the 70s, there were so many family farms. Right. That, you know, they're milking anywhere between 50 and 100 head. You don't, don't see that anymore. No. The big and that's bio. sad. Because, yeah. yeah. you know, when I was ice director, I, I, I worked with uh, Congress on the Hill trying to get dairy farmers added to the H2A, H2B program because uh, they're seasoned agricultural workers that they bring in mm-hmm. for seasons, right? Tomato picking, grape picking, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I try to get the dairy farms added to that just because I knew the need for dairy farmers up here for, for that type of help. And mm-hmm. I'm still pushing for it. I think Congress is getting close to doing it, hopefully, for the Northern New York farmers. Yeah, hopefully, indeed. We need it. That's, we need a lot up here. Uh, let's go to the phones. So our first phone caller of the day, uh, you're with Tom Holman. Who's this? Uh, Paul. Paul, how you doing, Paul? Good. Uh, Tom... I'm 76 years old. I grew up here most of my whole life. Um, things have changed so bad. I just feel like we are losing this country. And remember back when the Russian president said the United States will be destroyed from within by drugs and other things. And it just seems to be happening and if the Democrats keep this country, we are in big trouble. And, you know, at my age, okay, it's not going to affect me too much. But my grandchildren, my kids and stuff, and I like what you said, I'm really afraid for this country. And I, I'm afraid what the Democrats are doing, and I'm afraid what the Republicans haven't done. It looks like, to me, a lot of the Republicans are part of this and i don't know if we'll ever get back glenn has said that many many times on his show he doesn't know if we're ever going to get straightened around but tom thank you for your service to this country and what you're still doing and you're uh, uh, you're one of the few people that we can trust and anybody calls up and says they don't want tom holding around it's because they don't want to know the real truth Thanks, Tom. Thank you very much, Paul. What well, we'll say you about that? Right, right. Well, first of all, I appreciate yeah. that. And, and you know what? Uh, there's there's a lot of folks in this country who don't like me because of what I stand for, and, and I do speak the truth. But I think when I go to events, I go around the country, if, if there's not protesters there, I get kind of depressed. Because if <laughs> right, protesters are right. there, it means my message is getting out. And, and I like it because I get in it, live in their heads rent-free. Right. So that's, that's a good thing. But, you know, I agree with you 100%. <laughs> The America I grew up in, yeah. I don't, I don't recognize this as the America I grew up in. So I think this administration has has done a lot of damage, and uh, not just on the border, but on, on a lot of things, right? So um, I, I can tell you, I was with President Trump um, two weeks ago on Mar-a-Lago. President Trump, we we always have the discussion because mm-hmm. I made him a promise. He goes back to the White House, I go back to the White House, and, and we're going to fix this problem. We'll fix it in 90 days. We'll lock that border down in 90 days, mm-hmm. and we're going, we're, going to, we're going to get the America that we both love. And, you know, people can hate me for loving Trump. Have at it. I don't care because mm-hmm. you don't know the man as well as I do, mm-hmm. and uh, that man loves this country. Mm-hmm. That man uh, 
rebuilt the military. He took care of the VA. He secured the border. Mm-hmm. Uh, unemployment was at the lowest rate ever, especially with minorities. The man did a lot of great for this country. And people say, well, you know, the, you know, he tweets, tweets, tweets. Well, you know what? I'm going to take a bad few tweets to have our nation in that kind of shape right. again. And if, if you want perfection, you're going to have to wait for the second coming of Christ. I don't know any man is perfect. Right. But I tell you what. Good point. I'll take a hell of a pay cut going back, but I I told him I was so pissed off what's going on the board, I'll go back for free. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping he wins, and if he goes back, I'm there. We're all hoping. Uh, he also the president, President Trump, also said that if he got back in office tomorrow, he would stop the uh, the, the the war in Ukraine. Look, the, I you know, and in, in the guy is he's 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 one bad president because when when we were shut when we were trying to secure the border. He called the Mexican president and says, you're going to put troops on the northern border and southern border, mm-hmm. and you're going to participate in the remainder Mexico program. Mm-hmm. Mexican, Mexican president says, I'm not going to do that. He mm-hmm. says, you're going to do it. I'm going to tear the hell out of you. Mm-hmm. Then the same with the three Central American countries who send most of their migrants, Honduras, Guatemala, and El Salvador. He, uh, When I was sitting in the Oval Office, how has the other administration handled them with all these people coming across as well? They, they've sent millions and millions of dollars to these three countries hoping to create Opportunities down there, so they don't have a, so they don't leave. Mm-hmm. So they got, a, they have, they can earn a living down there. Sure. And he says, I remember him looking at me. He said, "The hell with that." He goes, "I'm not giving them money. Mm-hmm. I'll take money away." Mm-hmm. And he called those presidents. Says, "You are going to take mm-hmm. control of your borders. You're going to enter into the third safe country agreements with us, mm-hmm. or you're not going to get a penny of international aid from the United States." Mm-hmm. And you know what? Within 24 hours, they all signed the agreement. Mm-hmm. So here's a game changer. He wasn't going to pay a fee for them to do the right thing, mm-hmm. but we give these countries a lot of money. He said, I'll take it away. And you know, the minute he said that, it, we had we had agreements in hand within 72 hours. Yeah, and not to mention NATO actually started paying for their fair share. They hadn't done that since World War II. So he did so many things for, for oops, so 7552. Hi, you're on the air. Yeah, I got a question for Mr. Holman about the um, human trafficking here in Jefferson County. It's rumored that um, through the divorces, there's a lot of foreign names lately in the last couple of years. Is that a tactic that illegals would use to try to get some documentation that they're here in America? Is is there any like substance to that rumor? Because people have been saying that with all the divorces and hmm. foreign names, Maybe Jefferson County has a human trafficking problem. Interesting. Uh, thank you for your question. Um, you know, that was just mentioned to me 10 minutes ago by Sandy, and, and I haven't heard that. But I'm going to follow up on that. Matter of fact, tomorrow at the event, we got a guy, uh, uh, Jason Jones, who's, who's, who's spent many years in trafficking. Uh, I'm going to run that down. But look, is, is trafficking in Jefferson County? Absolutely. If there's prostitution in Jefferson County, a lot of it's trafficking. Uh, trafficking is all over all over the country, and you know, and I just mentioned on the show earlier, hundred thousand yeah. children were trafficking to the United States. Many are in forced labor. Matter of fact, in the last month, there's been four investigations by my old agency, ICE, where they found these kids cleaning up entrails uh, in a meat packing plant in a midnight shift, not even being paid. So trafficking is alive and well in 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 every uh, state of this country, and again. Being growing up here, I would never thought I'd say this, but absolutely, uh, Jefferson County is going to have this share of trafficking, and it's going to get worse under this administration because trafficking, trafficking of women and children right now mm-hmm. is at an all-time high. And your problem up here is the northern border. You got more of what we call the the in the game we call it the exotics. You, people crossing the northern border here are going to be Romanians, they're going to be Pakistanians, they're going to be Indians. They're going to be people who can pay. Mm-hmm. They have the money enough to fly to Canada because Canada's uh, immigration rules are so lax. Right. Not just about anybody can get to Canada. And you know the northern border is wide open. You can just you know either get get across St. Lawrence River in thirty seconds or across many parts. The northern country's in a bad bad place because my opinion is that if a, a, a terrorist sell really wants to get in the United States mm-hmm. and the terrorist cells have money, it's, it's easy easy to get to Canada, pay that money flying to Canada mm-hmm. and crossing the United States. So uh, the northern border, I'm, that's why we're here in Watertown, not only for the immigration the northern border, northern border illegal crossings are up over 800%. And as you know, very few border patrol agents are even up here and half of them have been sent to the southern border to deal with the surge down there. Mm-hmm. The half that are here are sitting in the office all day processing those are arrested at the southern border virtually. Right. So as far as road patrol, lake patrol, river patrol, is very little of it happening. So, sir, I, 
yes, there is trafficking in New York State. There is absolutely trafficking in Jefferson County. Not a lot, Mm -hmm. but it's going to get worse. And what you just said, I just heard 10 minutes ago. Now, that is one of the factors that leads to trafficking, Mm -hmm. but I'm going to run that down. I just heard that, and you're the second guy to bring it up in the last 10 minutes. So you got my word. We'll we'll run that down, and and I'll work with the— the sheriffs, all three sheriffs up here, and, and attack that. I got to ask you: you're, you're, you're close personal friends of President Donald Trump. What was it like to be in the same room with him? Whether it's at Mar-a-Lago or in the in the Oval Office, what is it like to be around Donald Trump? You know, he's, it, <laughs> I've been in the Oval Office many times. I've been in the Air Force one many times. He actually calls me uh, quite a, quite occasionally. Matter of fact, one day he called me. I was in my backyard smoking a brisket. <laughs> And it was, it was about the AOC. Okay. And, uh, yeah. Me and AOC went at it during the hearing. So I'm back in my backyard smoking brisket, drinking a, <laughs> drinking a good old Paps Blue Ribbon. Yeah. And uh, he, he called me and said, "What are you doing?" I said, "I'm smoking brisket." And he said, "What do you mean? What's that?" And I had to explain to him what I was. Smoking I don't brisket know what was. that means. What is a brisket? It's a piece of cow. It's, it's, it's a beef. You, you you smoke it in a smoker. Okay, gotcha. You rub it right. You put the, you marinate it, and you smoke it for like twelve hours. It's a great piece of beef. Anyways, uh, that's so the West Coast. It's special, special right there. Oh, it's, it's big out west. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Anyway, so he comes. So he says, "Hey, listen, I was just calling you. I'm, I'm, I'm golfing with. At the time, he was golfing with Lindsey Graham. He's. I'm golfing with Lindsey, and we've been watching this video of you and AOC going at it, and we're laughing. <laughs> our, we're laughing our butts off." He goes, you really made her look like a moron. And I said, well, sir, with all due respect, she is a moron. It wasn't hard to make her look like one. Mm-hmm. So he calls me a lot. Look, he, 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 I respect the man, and I, I show him respect. But uh, he loves this country, and, and I don't care what anybody says about him. Mm-hmm. I've spent hours upon hours upon hundreds of hours, mm-hmm. thousands of hours. Mm-hmm. He loves this country. Mm-hmm. Now, he's a perfect man? No. Do no. I agree with everything he's ever said or done? Right. No. Right. But as a border guy, as a guy who's de- spent national security and, and border security my whole life, 35 years. Mm-hmm. No one did it better. No one had more success. And we, you can talk about the unemployment rate. You can talk about the VA. You can talk about the military. Mm-hmm. I tell you what, when he was president, this this country wasn't kicked around the globe. Right. And there was a lot of respect for this nation. So, again, um, like him or love him, uh, I think he was a great president. And uh, I hope he comes back. And if he gets back, obviously the wall goes back into production there. We, we yeah. continue the wall. And for the people to say... Well, the walls obviously didn't work because you have historical immigration. You got your 465 miles of wall you got put up. Right. Yeah, but the second question you should ask is, where are they crossing? They're crossing when there's not a wall. Right. So, exactly, you know, yeah. so it, it worked. And, right. and like I said, do you know Chuck Schumer voted for walls? Yeah, he did. Nancy Pelosi voted for Years walls. Years ago, yeah. They were uh, Barack for Obama it. voted for walls. Right. Hillary Clinton voted for walls. Right. Then why the change? Biden voted for walls. Yeah, but what 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 happened? They just they once Trump came down the escalator, they changed their tune. Every it's, it's the same reason they won't. They could stop this crisis tomorrow if they put the Remain in Mexico program program back in. But you can still claim asylum. You just go in wait in Mexico, but they're not doing it. No, I think the number one reason is because it's the Trump plan. Right. So they could. I've, I've said it many times. There shouldn't be any panic over ending Title Forty Two. Put the Remain in Mexico program back in. Mm-hmm. The federal courts has already said it's legal, and they could do that tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But this administration doesn't want to secure the border. You can't. No one can show me or tell me one thing that this administration has done to slow the flow. They haven't done a damn thing. And here's what the people need to know, because the, the other networks say, well, these people are asylum seekers. You're right. asylum seekers. Right, You're right. asylum seekers. They, they have the right to claim asylum. Right. But you know, here's the facts. And this is based on immigration court data over the last decade. Nine out of ten people who claim asylum at the southern border never get relief from U.S. courts because they either don't qualify or they don't show up in court. Mm-hmm. Nine out of ten. And they get order removed. Here's what you need to know. So out of the 9 out of 10 that get order removed, how many leave? Well, if you're a family group, you leave 6% of the time. Mm-hmm. If you're a UAC child, you leave 3% of the time. Mm-hmm. If, you're, if you're an adult, you leave 12% of the time. This is why this administration is releasing them. They're not, ICE isn't detaining them. They're releasing them for, for one reason only, because they know 90% will lose their case. Mm-hmm. But if they're not detained, they're not leaving. Mm-hmm. And they'll wait around for the next amnesty, the next giveaway program. And they actually, like I said, they, they think they're future Democratic voters, but we don't even have to get that far. You just need to be counted the next census. Right. Exactly. So people need to understand when you hear the left saying they have a right to claim asylum, they have a right to due process. Mm-hmm. They do. Mm-hmm. But due process only works mm-hmm. when the final decision is carried out, mm-hmm. and they don't want that to happen. And, and they're reckless, and obviously that's happening every day down there. 9,000 just yesterday. Hi, do you have a question for Tom Homan? 
Yeah, I should have. Great guest, Glenn. Yeah, I really appreciate you coming on there, Eric, sir. It's a, it's a privilege to have you in our area. Yeah, it's great that you're from here and big fan. That, that being said, I've got kind of a strange question. Glenn was earlier mentioning, like, the red zone, the orange zone, and all that. And this has always been a pet peeve of mine, and you're, you're kind of in the position where maybe you could answer it. How come our, our emergency broadcasting system has never been used? Hmm. You know, it didn't didn't come on during... 9-11, it didn't come on at all during COVID, it didn't come on during an earthquake we had the other week, yeah, we it had didn't come on during an ice storm, it doesn't come on during anything. That's just wasting taxpayers' money, and, and doing that check is doing nothing. And, hmm. and when, you know, the consideration of you know the world that, that we're in right now, when 9-11 came and that didn't come on, you, you got to know that there was just something wrong in our system. Hmm. You know, just that's yeah. it. But hey, I appreciate you, you're a great American, I'm, I'm glad to have you on our side and I'm a Trump supporter as well, and a, a supporter of you, sir. Have a great day. Thank you. Bye. Uh, that's uh, that's Lefty. Um, maybe you know you can answer that. But I, he's right. I've never once I, we hear the test. We do it here you know, every it's month. A, it's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take, we never, I've never, we never thought about it. it. It's a good point. But yeah. you know what? I got a meeting uh, next week with uh, nine Republican senators who are working on legislation now, and uh, I'll bring that up to him because you actually a good point. I mean, yeah. they're working on numerous legislation. They work on the board. They work on. Uh, the budget, they're working on uh, uh, other legislation that's going to be a surprise. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I'll mention this to the, the ones that oversee the FCC. I'm, I'm good friends with two of them that are on the uh, oversight mm-hmm. uh, committee for the uh, FCC. So, great point. And I'm yeah. going to carry that message back to D.C. And maybe I get, get if I get an answer, I'll call you. Yeah, by all means, we'd love to. We'd and maybe, love to maybe by bringing it to their attention, maybe they can fix it. But I'll, I'll definitely take that back to D.C. and... Uh, I'll keep you updated on yeah, that. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. About a year ago, they had floods somewhere in Germany, and the woman said none of the emergency services came on, and a lot of people died and whatnot. The, the first uh, the source of information they had about the floods from the rivers there uh, was from Facebook. So, yeah, you know, I'm 61 years old. I've yeah. never seen it actually be used either. Ever, ever. And it's a horrible record. And it sounds like something from 1965 and whatnot, so they should update it. Hi, right, do you have a question for Tom Homan? Yeah, one more question for Tom. Uh, yeah. Tom, the Republicans did nothing when President Biden took over and canceled everything that, that they did. What do you think will happen if President Trump gets back in and he gets the pen out and brings everything back? What do you think is going to happen here? Thanks, Tom. All right, thanks. I'm with you 100%. Matter yeah. of fact, I met with uh, uh, Elise Stefanik had a, a, a event on the Hill, and we had over 120 Republican congressmen in the room. Mm-hmm. And I was very frank with him I, when we talked about the border and talked about impeaching Mayorkas. And I told him, I says, and if you don't do it, you can go to hell too. Hmm. I said, because you are responsible to the American people. You're accountable to the American people, not the other way around. So they want a secure border. They want lives safe. So you guys need to act. And, and, and if you don't want to impeach Mayorkas, even after you said during the midterms that you're going to secure the board, you're going to impeach him. If you don't do it, you don't keep your word, then 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 you're useless too. Mm-hmm. So I agree 100%. When, when Trump had... Both the both uh, the Senate and the House, you had some never Trumpers there, and mm-hmm. and and it, and it prevented a lot what he's doing. That's why the Trump was the great man he was. Is okay. Well, Congress didn't want to do it. I'm just going to issue a slew of executive orders, and that's what he did. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm hoping, I'm hoping right. they've learned their lesson. I'm hoping they see because you ignored this president mm-hmm. and you didn't legislate. Mm-hmm. Strong laws about border security. Now we get this issue because let me be cl- let me be clear: the, the border failure can be fixed through legislation. Mm-hmm. There's three loopholes they could close: the the the, the trafficking victims protection act, which means children smuggled across the border through Mexico, they go away, they go back right away. Mm-hmm. But many other countries, they don't. Fix that loophole. Fix the floor settlement agreement that says we can detain family units in a family re- residential center long enough to see a judge. Mm-hmm. That will stop the families. The TVPR stopped the kids. Then you finally deal with the asylum issue. They, they they easily pass the first interview at the border because the threshold's so low so the government don't accidentally send someone back to be persecuted or killed mm-hmm. by their home government. But when you get to courts, the threshold's much higher. So the loophole is make that first interview closer to the judicial threshold they got to meet. Mm-hmm. And that will stop the asylum fraud. Right, right. Those three loopholes mm-hmm. would solve 85% of the problem on the border. Mm-hmm. So your caller is exactly right. They mm-hmm. failed Trump because I was up on Hill hundreds of times mm-hmm. explaining if you pass these, if you close these three loopholes, right. You solved the problem on the board, and you got the most secure board you ever had. Mm-hmm. They failed to do it because you had your never-Trumpers in there from the Republican Party. I have hoped they learned a lesson because now we went from the most secure board, which President Trump did through right. executive order, 
He went from the most secure border to the most, his, within months, right. most secure border in my lifetime, mm-hmm. and the data proves it, mm-hmm. to historic illegal immigration. Mm-hmm. So if, if, if they're doing their jobs, if they believe that, that the nation has the right to be sovereign, if, if they do what their, their constituents demand they do, mm-hmm. I hope it changes and they'll finally get some legislation fixed. And if they don't, mm-hmm. then we need to vote them out of office. Right, right. You know, I don't care who they are, Republican, independent. He, there's... I met with I meet with Democrats. Of course, a lot of them don't like me. They want to talk to me, but I still meet with them. I meet with anybody. I talked. To, I did an interview in New York Times the other day, and they, they, they hate us. But mm-hmm. I don't care if a Republican, a Democrat, or an Independent. Explain to me what the downside is on having a secure border. What's the downside? Less women being raped. Less less, less children dying. Less fentanyl. Let cartels make less money. Uh, less known respect to terrorists think in the country. There is no downside on a secure border. Mm-hmm. So, less MS-13. I, so, sir, yeah. I, I hope they learned a lesson, and I hope when Trump comes back, as he will be back, whether the people want to hear it or not, he's going to be back, mm-hmm. and uh, and I'm going to be there with him. Um, I hope they learn a lesson. If not, then we'll just issue some more executive orders and vote out the Republicans who don't believe in border security. Yeah, and is that uh, Mitt Romney and the others, or... Mitt Romney's one of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, the 17 U.S. senators that voted for the infrastructure bill, right. they all should be removed. Right. They gave the Democrats a win, and even the, the senator from Texas, um, his name escapes me right now. Not I, Cruz. But no, the, the other the one. one. Yeah. Cornyn. Okay. Cornyn voted for the infrastructure bill that gave zero money to the United States Border Patrol. Mm-hmm. He's in Texas. Texas is being overrun. And he signed a bill mm-hmm. given Biden a big win, mm-hmm. and it did zero for border security. Mm-hmm. So he turned his back on not only the border patrol agents, but the men and women of Texas. Let me sure. say this before sure. I forget this. Right, right. Folks, I know we're in the North Country. You got some border patrol agents up there in Alex Bay. You right. got some border patrol agents up Ross's Point and Buffalo and places in between. Mm-hmm. If you see a border patrol agent, walk up to him and shake his hand and thank him for his service. Because yeah. these men and women, they put their lives on the country uh, on, on the line for the, our country every every night. At three o'clock in the morning, when you're sleeping, there's some border patrol agent standing on a dirt trail someplace, ready to take somebody on to set off a sensor. And he don't know if he's just somebody looking for a better life, or he's a heavily armed drug smuggler, or if he's mm-hmm. a terrorist. But he's going to take it on. These are American patriots, and the Secretary of Homeland Security and the President of the United States slandered them from the White House podium. When they said the horse patrol beat black migrants. Yes, well, yes. And they knew two days Maxine in advance. Maxine Waters. Yeah, they, they were briefed two days in advance that didn't happen. No one was whipped. I saw the video. I knew in 30 seconds they did nothing wrong. Right. They did exactly as they were trained. The horses did exactly as they were trained. The only people that did anything wrong that day were the Haitians who went to the country legally, which right. is a crime. Right. Then, then ignored federal commands, which is a felony. But these these agents, the morale's in the toilet right. because they've been abandoned by the president. If you see one, shake your hand and thank them because they're, they're American patriots. They really are. And you know, we've got a couple of seconds left. Tom Holman, first of all, thank you very much for being with us today. The American Project's Border 911 Town Hall and Dinner. You go all over the country, I'm assuming, tomorrow, Saturday, May 6, 2023, of course, at 5 p.m., right at the Italian American Club, right down the block from where we are. And uh, this has been one heck of an experience here talking to you, Tom. Thank you very much for being with us. You got it. Tom Holman here on the Live at Five God show. God bless the North Country. I yeah. love him. And tickets, by the way, according to John Morgia, the guy that's running everything over there for this tomorrow at the Italian American Club, are still available. There's $60. So right now, we got to get jump jump right back into, uh, thanks again, Tom, and your wife and everyone, and, and, uh, Sue, uh, and Elizabeth, AM 1240, WA10, Watertown. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Christopher Cruz in Washington. It's the longest prison sentence yet for a conviction of the January 6th insurrection. I'm Tom Fody. 14 years in prison is the sentence given Peter Schwartz of Kentucky for his role in the January 6th pro-Trump riot. Though shorter than what prosecutors asked for, Schwartz's sentence